everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today we're going to talk about my children. Someone asked me, how much do your kids know about your cult days and how are you dealing with that with them? So that's a good question. Let's talk about it. So for those of you guys who don't know, I do have two children. My husband and I actually celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary last week, and we have two kids. One is 10, and my daughter is almost 12. So people have been asking me, what do your kids know about your cult days, and how are you going to deal with that with them? So that's a good question. And I said, hey, let's do a podcast episode about that. We're kind of talking about cults and my cult experiences this summer. So let's go ahead and talk about this. They know a little bit. They don't know the full details of everything, but they do know a little bit. They know that I was raised differently. They know that I didn't date, that I had to wear long skirts, that I had long hair, that I was no rock music. They know that I went to what I call the crazy church. They know that we believed we had to follow a bunch of rules in order to make God happy with us. And I've tried to honor my parents by not making it seem too crazy yet. They are only 10 and almost 12, so I wanted to make sure they still love their Nana and Papa and don't have like any weird ideas about the things that they might have done or said or anything like that. As they get older, I do plan on talking with them you know, more about it, especially if they have questions and stuff like that. They have not listened to my podcast yet. My daughter has asked multiple times, but I just don't think she's quite old enough yet. So in a few years, I don't know, I will definitely let her listen to it if she wants to, but there's a lot on here. You know, how much do you want your kids to really have access to everything that you've experienced and thought and felt? So I think we'll wait a few more years until she's a little bit older and can handle a lot of the things that I've talked about. They did find my photo album this last week. So I have this Creative Memories photo album that I started when I was 15 and I stuffed pictures into it, all decorated and cut out cutely and with stickers and markers and all that kind of fun stuff that we did in the 2000s. And they found that and they were looking through it and they definitely had some questions. They definitely had some questions about what I was wearing and what I was doing and what was exactly happening in this picture and who were these people. And I didn't have time to actually sit down with them at the moment when they were looking through it. But I told them, hey, we'll look through this sometime together and I'll tell you about it. And so it was interesting to see their interest. This is the first time they've actually looked through that album and had interest in what was happening. So that's fun. I want to also talk about how being in my Christian cult has affected my parenting because it definitely, definitely has. It's made me a lot more hesitant about some things and someday I will look back and tell you if I was right or wrong, probably wrong about many of the things that we've done, but Isn't that just how it goes as parenting? You're kind of winging it, hoping that you're doing the right thing. So things that I've really, I've had to really think about and think through, I think specifically regarding like salvation, purity culture stuff, dating, modesty, just really trying to be careful with a lot of that. And yet I don't want to swing over to the other extreme where then I'm going to look back and be like, oh, I should have had my kids a little more protected stuff like that. So salvation, I have tried so hard not to use Christianese phrases with my kids. Like I 
want them to understand what actually happened, how Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that it's not something we ask him into our heart or that we have to do anything to get salvation from him. It's simply believing in what he's already done. And I started telling them that kind of stuff from the time they were like 18 months old. So as, as much as I could in their understanding level, Jesus took our punishment for us, our timeouts for us, you know, that kind of thing. And just really tried to make it just understandable as much as it was possible at that age. I preached the gospel to them from the time that they were tiny. And I never really wanted them to have a profession of faith time. I wanted them to just continually know what it is that we're trusting in. And if that's something they have a big experience someday, great. And if they didn't, that's fine. Both of my children prayed with me when they were like three and four years old. As we talked about salvation, they wanted to pray and ask Jesus to be their savior, which is great. But we never talked about that was when they were saved. I just continually reminded them that it was Jesus who saves them, not them having faith in their three-year-old prayer. And so this Easter, actually, my son, when he was 10, um, watched the Easter drama at church and then afterwards came home and had some really good questions. And he said, Mom, I don't remember doing this when I was little. I don't remember asking Jesus for my Savior or telling him that I trusted in him and I want to do this myself right now. And so we had a really beautiful time together. We just prayed and he prayed his little heart, just very honest and just telling God how he felt and what he was trusting in. And it's fun to listen to him right now because he literally will be like, Mom, I can tell the Holy Spirit's working on me. Like I I like more people than I used to like. People that I used to really think were awful, I'm, I'm liking them now. He's working on me. You know, it's easier for me to ask for forgiveness than it used to be. I'm faster repenting and being sorry for things and, and moving on. It's fun to hear that because it is organic. It's his own little heart and his relationship with Jesus and not something that I've pushed on him in Christianese terms. So I'm very careful with that kind of stuff. I'm also trying to find the balance with the whole purity culture thing. Because when I was a kid, like even crushes were considered wrong. You had to guard your heart, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So we talk very openly about crushes and about being attracted to certain people. But at the same time, I'm not pushing them to be in a relationship at 10 and 12 years old because I don't think it's healthy. I think there's friendship that needs to be built. I think there's, you know, getting to know people for who they really are that needs to be just encouraged. And so I try to find a balance of that. Like, I don't want to be somebody who's like pushing my kids into these relationships at such a young age and making their life revolve around relationships because I want them to be confident in themselves and in their singleness and in their identity as who they are as a person and not just attached to another another person. But at the same time, I don't want to like make all these rules and stuff like that. So we've really just kind of talked about the purpose of dating and, you know, why we are attracted to certain people and why you might want to date somebody and stuff like that. Modesty is kind of the same way. Like I want my daughter to understand that there's certain outfits that are appropriate for certain situations that wouldn't be appropriate for another situation. So we kind of try to talk about like appropriateness, which ironically is what modesty really means. It's like not being too extreme in one way or another, but just having that like just humble, not showy kind of thing going on. And so that's, I just, I try to be careful. Like, do we talk about like, is your, you know, we want to respect each other. We want to respect ourselves, respect our own bodies, respect other people and their bodies and their boundaries. And, you know, we talk about allowing people to touch you and not touching other people unless they want to be touched. And just really just having a lot of that, just respect being the core of what we're doing and why we're doing it. And just loving people 
and loving ourselves and just having that kind of sense of boundaries and rightness and you know this doesn't feel good to me and I can say no don't do that so I'm actually talking about my son a lot today but quite quite pleased there was a little thing that happened at school this last year where um, he noticed that a girl was getting kissed when she wanted to be kissed and he told the teacher about it he was quite concerned but that she was had said no and that the other kid wasn't listening and I was so proud of him for having that understanding of like just respect and boundaries and that he could stand up for her and say hey she doesn't like this you need to stop and talk to the teacher about it and yeah so that, that's what I want like I want to find that balance of you know not just being wild and crazy and doing whatever we want having respect for others having respect for ourselves and you know just truly above all just trying to love and honor Jesus and the things that we do and not having that from a heart of rules or like this is right and this is wrong we have to do the right thing but just of a heart of love spiritual disciplines um I have bought both of my children a Bible, but I do not force them to read it or even encourage like quote unquote devotions. I love if they ask questions and we talk a lot about different spiritual topics and stuff like that, but they are at a young and impressionable age. And some people would say this is the age that you need to be teaching them these spiritual disciplines. But I guess as I've dealt with kids over the years at camp and youth group and stuff like that, I've seen young children this age who are like very on fire, quote unquote, for God, and super into doing the things and being the good kid and following Jesus and reading their Bibles and having this great prayer time. And then like it doesn't last and they end up having this doubt and like what's wrong with me? And I don't know, just a lot of doubt and questions later on. And like, I don't think that was even real and just... I don't want to put my kids in that place. I want this to be something they want to do. And I really think that as they develop their relationship with God, which is really what I'm going for, like I want them to have a relationship with Jesus, as they have that like curiosity and that that stuff, and then they will be drawn to hopefully read the Bible and have a relationship with him. And we talk about that. And my daughter recently has said, like, I don't even know that that part of the Bible. Like, where is that? And so I'm like, oh well, it's here. You know, you can go read it. And and just to just to have it something that they want to do versus something that they feel like they have to do or they need to do. Because let's be honest, guys, even reading the Bible can be destructive. And many of you guys know that. Because instead of having it be something that you are looking to and loving and hearing from God and something you want to do, it just becomes this duty that you have to do and you're reading it wrong and it's just not it's not good. So having that balance of trying to find that like spiritual disciplines, Christian walk, yes, but not like Christianese. Like it's hard and I'm probably making a ton of mistakes, but that's kind of where I'm at as far as with me and my kids and this whole being an occult thing and trying to help them understand what it is to have their own relationship with Jesus. Mostly I pray for them. I pray for them a lot and we talk a lot and they know that doubts and questions are t- perfectly normal and very good And we are happy to talk about anything they have questions about, any kind of doubts that they have, anything about anything. And I think the biggest thing right now to me is just trying to balance some of the Christianese stuff that they hear other places and try to say, okay, well, that's that's a tradition. That's what people say, but it's not necessarily true. What does the Bible actually say about that? And stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's tricky. It's definitely tricky. There's a book that I'm going to be reading next and reviewing by a woman who is very much kind of like, okay, the church, not so great, but how do I raise kids when I'm already feeling like let down by 
the church. So I'm looking forward to that. I haven't gotten into it yet because I'm still working through KJ Ramsey's book, but that will be the next book that I read and probably review here on this podcast. So stay tuned for that one. I'll let you know what she says about raising kids when church is a little iffy to you and how we how we do that, how we go forward, helping them to build their own faith in God. So, all right. Thanks guys for listening. And as always, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com for more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.